you would come up straight away on my phone to call. You know, I feel like those basic things we can do as women in order to protect ourselves. We are back. Hey everyone, we are back with another episode. Yes, it's that time again where we drop another episode for y'all. Do you know what? I was actually thinking, yeah, we don't actually have a name for our listeners. I was thinking about it and I was like, how about we just call everybody finders? Because you know sometimes you've got like, you know, you've got people when they've got a following like, and whatever. Gang, you know, I follow yeah, like the beehive and all of that. And the... What's Cardi's people? I don't know. The co- the Barney bag. Barney? Yeah. And what's Megan the Stallions? I don't know. Okay. Nikki's one is what? The Barbies? Bob. No, they're the Barbs. The Barbs. Yeah, I feel like we should have a name. Okay. We'll think on it. Finders. Yeah. Like, what up, what up Finders? Yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. I'm not, well, not? I'm, I mean, I'm not, you know? You're not jazz hands about it. Not jazz hands about it. Okay, we're actually live trying to, you know, brainstorm of what to call y'all. So so we'll get back to that one. We need need to deliberate that one. How's your week been? Mine has been all right, you know. I've been yelling too much food. Mean food. We need to break up. I don't think you need to break up. I think you just need an intervention. I need a break up with it. <laughs> Seriously, but yeah, uh, how's your week? Well, you were just recovering yeah. from your your last weekend of. Hold on, I've lost the day. You know, last weekend wasn't my birthday. The week before that was my birthday, but last weekend was still a vibe. Mm. Yeah, chilled. You know, you know as we do, but so glad the industry is starting to open back up. Teaching tomorrow, so that's great. Get back to some normality. Feel that? No, I'm just um, very grateful that the kids have not gone back to school. When I say. Grateful, me grateful. <laughs> no, I hear you. No. I do hear you. No, when, your brother turned around, children, but... when your youngest brother turned around and said, um, uh, I think I've got a, um, a, a sniffle, I was like, You're off going to school, you know. <laughs> I can't, with you. I'm going, Listen, it's a no, I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah, first week back, he's talking about you don't want to be going in. No, nah, bro, I've had a long time with you. We got to break up. I can't, but you know, I'm sure some parents can relate. Homeschooling is not easy for those that do homeschool. I commend you guys. I definitely think a great balance is there, you know, school, but you know, doing after school, um, you know, activities with your children and homework and all that jazz, but full-time homeschooling. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's not, I don't think it's going to be. I don't like it. (laughs) Okay, so we are jumping in on today's topic. So, like mentioned last week, March, we have decided that we are going to do some freestyle episodes where we're going to talk on topics that may be trending or things that just may be on our heart. So last week, we spoke about the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview with Oprah, which was actually a vibe. That was quite fun. I really enjoyed recording that. Um, And this week, we have decided to actually discuss the recent murder of Sarah Everard. 
Um, it's been, you know, in the media for a couple of weeks now. And yeah, I think it's just really important to shed some light on this topic. Just going to put out a disclaimer from now that we may discuss some sensitive information. We hope to treat this as sensitive as possible. And these are our own opinions. Um, and if we touch on any of our own experiences, they do belong to us. But we just wanted to put a disclaimer out there. So, should we jump into it? Surely. So, I think before we actually, like, answer some of the questions, I think it might be helpful to shed some light on the background of the case. So, for those who haven't followed the case or not even sure what we're actually talking about, um, so Sarah Everard was a 33-year-old marketing executive that um, vanished earlier this month so I believe it was the 3rd of March she went missing from South London as she left a friend's home and she was walking home uh, about half nine I think she left her friend's house and she went missing and it turns out a couple of days later it was found that her body was found in a woodland in Ashford Kent and she was actually kidnapped and murdered by a police officer um, who was a metropolitan police officer whose name was Wayne Cousin. And I believe that there was a female person who's also been arrested who was working in conjunction with him or also aided in her disappearance and her murder. Um, so it's such a absurd thing to have happened. And it sparked so much discussion and debate. And it's really taken over what we've seen on the media in the last recent weeks and it's just sending my huge condolences to her family and friends at this sad time um but yeah I just wanted to kind of uh have this discussion about what has happened and how do we feel as a female community with something as sad as this so mum I wanted to just kind of find out like what have what are your thoughts on the case well I've heard of the case I heard about the situation that happened young lady and I'm very sad to have heard that um, her life was taken away from her you know nobody deserves to have their life taken away in whatever so not some people do but that's a different you know circumstance but that's my belief um, in regards to her you know how can you just be going home and you just don't reach you know what I mean right. that, that's, that's what kind of picked up, but I didn't really follow the case, follow the case, I saw a few highlights here and there. But when I heard that a police officer had been um, charged in regards to it, I was like, oh my God, you see, they let every nutter and his bloody family members into the police force these days. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it ain't racism, it's nutters. If it ain't flipping sexual assault, it's nutters. It's like... Right. Do they not just, do they not vet these people properly? I mean, you're not going to know somebody's mind unless you have a mind map, yeah? But, right. like, some of these, um, you know, officers that are in in, in a, a position of power just abuse it. They, mm -hmm. they just abuse it. So I was really sad to hear about that. And obviously, my ears pricked up when I heard it was a police officer. I was just like, gosh, see? She was probably running from maybe a fox and that run into the arms of a flipping police officer. I'm just making up my own scenario here, thinking that he's going to help her. 
you know, mm. and you've run into the arms of your murderer, allegedly. I allegedly. Think, I, I mean, I think that's where it really took a stop, like a turn, because as much as it saddens me, you know, that yet again another woman has fallen prey to a predator. I was I was mostly surprised that it was a police officer at the hands of it. And I know it sounds, like I said, as much as it makes me sad, every few years you hear of, and I, I mean, maybe I'll say every few years you hear of it publicly, but this is not something that's just happened overnight that a, we, a female's gone missing and been murdered. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's been so many, and I'm not saying to normalise it, but it was a thing of, like, before I knew it was a police officer that did it, when it first came out, I'm going to be completely honest, I was just like, oh, just a, it's, it's another one. It's another murder, do you know what I mean? And I think for me, it was actually like, well, all you've heard throughout this whole time of, like, coronavirus was coronavirus. So hearing something like this, it was like, it's sad, but it's like, it's not it's something different new. Years, basically. Yeah, so, but I think my ears definitely pricked when it was like, it was a police officer. And I think that really like, just made me think, wow, like those that we trust to serve our community and protect our community, they really, you know, abuse their well, power. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even go to the extent of saying um, trust. I don't have uh, very mm. much trust in the police, not because um, there aren't good police out there, yeah, there are. but as a, as a whole, the institution of the of the police force, you know, its foundation is rooted in dislike of our people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't use that word trust. I'm not taking you know away from your own wordplay, but yeah. Trust, like, well, I would say I, I would, would say, say the expectation. I would say the expectation yeah. that you put in, you pay your taxes in order for these officers to protect and serve that's their job do you know what I mean so the expectation mm. is in the event of anything negative happening to you the first place you want you need to call is the police and if you can't have your expectations met by them because they are working for you yeah as a mm. taxpayer then it start you, you start to wonder to yourself you know like what what are we saying? How corrupt is our system? Well, I already knew it was corrupt already, but I'm just thinking, is it a case of they're just relaxing now who is coming through the door? I mean, like I said, we transisted from a point of it being, you know, blatant racism to covert racism. I know this hasn't got to do with this murder specifically. I'm talking about how the, the police itself is moving in regards to mm. time, the timeline. Right. So for us, for our perspective in the black community, we're watching police officers that work for us, knowing that from get-go, then getting to a point of bridging some form of gap that they're part of the community. You might have a local community officer that you might be able to speak to and so forth. And now it's mm. sort of like got to the point of, if they've got a, a, um, a police officer who's prepared to have murdered somebody, allegedly, right? That just goes to show whoever vetted him is mm. no good at their job. I mean, I hear that, but he'd served as a police officer for many years before this right. happened. So, can so you imagine it's like what, how, what other crimes how, have he done in that time that he's covered up then? 
yeah true very true uh but it's like how I guess looking at vetting someone quote unquote how how in-depth can you be because everybody has the ability to kill or has the ability to do something I believe I think it's just what tips that person over the edge or what sort of underlining issues you may have now I'm not excusing what he's done but I'm saying like how in-depth can you vet someone because before knowing this yeah I feel that it's quite bloody easy to do that in this techno this this era that we've got technology thank you very much if they're gonna go and do that to normal joe public that are going about their daily lives and haven't signed up for the police force why can they not surveillance their own police to make sure they are who they are when they're not wearing the flipping badge i mean not every six months you know you send out surveillance then they're not they're not to know who's following who but the police complaints commission they should have set up a task force from ages ago to vet certain repeat repetitive kind of i mean i don't know if this particular police officer has um has previous form for any complaints you know sexual assault that's kind of brushed under the carpet because he's you know we're in the do you know what i mean yeah so depending on what kind of officer if you're hearing as a superior a certain officer's name repeatedly kind of being spoken about yeah yeah you make yourself a little secret task force in it and you go and send out surveillance and see what he does yeah Yeah, no i i i agree with that but i'm saying for somebody that's not in the radar how are you supposed to vet that person just like any day old me you know i i mean i ain't doing nothing illegal but somebody that has a clean record you know i live by the books i do what i need to do in order to survive you know, and then I go out and I go and kill off 10 people, how are you supposed to vet me? Because as far as I'm concerned, from what you've seen, I have a very clean record. I've gone to school, I've gone to college, like I've not created any crimes per this one. So I'm saying how how in-depth can you vet someone or how can you know someone, particularly if somebody who's not in the system? Right, already? and I'm saying to you that it's quite easy. If, if, you can't surveillance no, everyone. If you have signed up for the police force, you've signed up for them. Willingly, you want that job. It should come with terms and conditions. Right. So you're saying every officer should be vetted every month, a review. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't see that as a as something that would be hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they can say, listen, anything that happens, uh, usually in the police force, you it goes to the police complaints commission, right? And right. they mm. got to investigate. Then this, you know, this has got to investigate. You never really know how the investigation actually takes place. You just mm. know there's supposed to be an inquiry. And then at the end of the yeah. inquiry, this is person's found not guilty or this person's not found to be at fault. And, you know, it's been put to bed. I'm saying if there are certain mm. police officers, you can't do it for every single police officer. And if he was a police officer that was, that his name wasn't called and he did fly underneath the right. radar, then there is nothing that they could have done. That's what I'm saying. I think I think your idea is great, and I think it makes sense. I just think how realistic is it? Because how many people are on the task force? How much manpower is that going to need to be? They would probably see it as more work that needs to be done, and it's not. It's not. Um, what's the word? Realistic. I think that that is completely realistic. To be honest, do you know what I mean? I don't think you need more than ten people. Right, in order to be able to vet certain people, those people get um, 
certain people or everyone mm-hmm. no, that's my point if if somebody has been flagged I 100% right. agree but I'm saying if this is just a standard procedure I don't know how you wouldn't be able would be. to physically uh, vet everybody it has to be cat- right it has to be point. categorized it has to be notoriously yeah. people's names get called up you know even if it's once you know that person then warrants to have um a, a six monthly surveillance done on them to mm. see what they do outside of like where do they go you know as a police force you should be proud to actually do that because at least then you know you can bring your staff member into line because if you've got their cards and know exactly what they're up to you can piece things together yeah you can actually Mm. get rid of without the embarrassment of the whole of the public knowing that this person's been employed under the police that person can just quickly just get removed and whatever criminal Mm. proceedings go on it will just be under the radar do you know what i mean Mm. but i don't think it's unrealistic when people that that are notoriously kind of um you know, yeah, they should get they they yeah. categorize of uh, whether it's a three month surveillance. If they notoriously like that, three months surveillance every every quarter they get. Um, uh, I mean, notoriously, so, so you should be out. Yeah, sure, you get enough evidence. Like... But if they if they're moving, you know, you don't know who's corrupt in it. Mm. So you don't know if the persons that are on the task force. Even the boss themselves. Mm. There's always a conspiracy. I feel like if the police do their their right due diligence, yeah, yeah, then there shouldn't be any form of. But yeah, there isn't much you can do for every single officer. You're not going to predict that uh, that your officer is going to end up being a a murderer. A murderer, you know. And obviously, mm. the young lady, she's not expecting that she's walking out at night. She probably done it a lot of times. Yeah. I personally wouldn't be, but that I am. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I did have my personal opinions, like, and this is just me, somebody that's a naturally anxious person. There are things to me, which I guess we would move on to the the a, a later question. But there's just things for me as a woman, and I hope I don't offend anybody when I say this that I just wouldn't do. And for example. Walking in alleyways, right. walking in parks, walking right. in woodlands, surrounded areas. I'm not doing that yeah. at night. No, I'm not saying at all that she's at fault. But I'm not. Personally, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that. And I've been taught to not do that. Because what are you doing that for? When there's big, big street with lights on it, where people can see you. Right. When you're walking through, you can, you can, you can look at nature when you are. I don't even go to the park on my own. I know that sounds crazy, and I'm I'm all here for nature. But you see things, places that I can't see a clear exit and I can't see a clear entrance. Not, no, I ain't there. There's no need for me to be there. Yeah. There is, yeah. There's just no need for me, and that's just a personal preference. And like we mentioned, this is not no, this personal is not, fault. No, no she, she's entitled to do that. That's the that, that's the key word. Right. Yeah. The the, right. the fact that women's freedoms have come a long a long way where they can walk street on their own and go wherever the hell they like yeah. you understand and so they should however yeah you're still supposed to have i believe a certain amount of um yeah Wisdom. and 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 forethought in regards to what you're doing with the freedoms that you have you know what i mean Agreed. like it just does not seem to be a wise decision to walk through a a, a park where it's not well lit it's night time you know an alleyway what is 
you know, goes a long way round. You can't be that tight to yourself that, you know, there's too much access to transport, you know? Mm-hmm. If it was, you know, yeah. I just feel like, yeah, that that's something that, unfortunately for her, she made a decision that, you know, she got her right to exercise her, um, her freedoms, as I said, but that, to me, is not a decision that I would ever be looking to take. So, from this, do you think that women feel vulnerable towards men? It depends on what type of woman you are and how you literally, mm. how you profile in your own life. You get me? Because mm. I'm not a person to walk road and just be on the street for, for no reason at all. Do you know what I mean? Just walking. I'm just not going to do that. If I'm going out for a walk, then I'm out for a walk. You know, but yeah, I feel that a lot of women that may have different kind of underlying issues in respect of you know people that might be antisocial or the other one have suffer from anxiety, depression, stuff like that. Can that can then this being added on top could make those circumstances worse um, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel that it's created a any form of fear kind of factor for women that they don't want to go nowhere, don't want to do nothing. Remember? Well, I, I think, well, I'm just kind of going with the flow from what I've seen mm-hmm. on social media. But, you know, there has been talks in Parliament for implementing curfews for men at what? six o'clock. Like, oh. yes. Like, women have, like, really come out and said how unsafe they feel in regards to this situation and to put more police on yeah and to put more police on the street um so yeah that's why i've asked that question like do you think that women as a whole have become really vulnerable particularly i really don't because this is one case uh, one case that we've heard about in 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 the whole nation, but it's not what no, but it's not it's not one case that a woman has died no, at the hands I'm of a man. For now, it's I'm just it's for now. Yeah, Re- most recent. Well, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's one case. It's one that's case. What I'm saying one case of. that's been kind of publicized, yeah, highlighted in the right. media. No, I don't think it's no. I don't want that to be happening. There can't be perfuming our men and that till you know. Oh, no, there was a mad no. debate about it and. You know, there was one person I saw, I can't remember what, I think it was actually, I think it was that actor who is in Snowfall. And he was just, what's his the one name? Who actually plays, the, good, the good looking one. The one who actually plays um, thingy, Franklin. I, I've never watched it, but yeah. 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 I think he said how he's kind of like willing to do whatever it needs to like as a man he's willing to do whatever is necessary in order to protect his women and if like curfews have kind of been in place or have been um no he's english this is a disclaimer i don't want to be 100 percent right I, I i do want to check it out but yeah he said that he was willing to do whatever it takes in order to protect women and if a curfew is implemented then so be it kind of thing but people were well, like uh, talk for yourself I'm with the people Talk for yourself, bro. Yeah. You know, so no ones I want this. We, we, we're in a pandemic because then you want to lock down the mum then for thinking, well, what is this? It's going to be some woman's takeover. I'm all for women mm. empowering themselves and, you know, being strong in their own rights. 
But I'm not for mm. women taking over that men's got to be sitting at home and it's only women just rolling around on the street. No. Uh, no. Mm. No, that's that's strange to me. You know, that's not fair. That's not fair. Mm. If a woman went out and yeah. killed one man, is that going to be a case that women's got to be in lockdown? Because you, you know for a fact that man's going to have you in lockdown. Do you understand? Mm. No, that doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. I think that that is very selfish yeah agreed and I feel like you can't just you can't just penalize a majority over one rotten apple I don't think that's fair exactly so how do we get to the stage that 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 from this one case men's got to be sitting at home uh from six o'clock the hell a lot of men have got to do night work what the hell and they were like how pathetic is that who came up with that idea some lady in parliament. I'm trying to find it. I'll have she to find needs it. To go and flip in. She needs to go sit down. Really and truthfully. She needs to go sit okay. down. Uh, no, no. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So, I mean, I have to bring it there. I had to bring it to back to our community. Do you think if this case was about a black woman, it would have got the same immediate no. attention? Why? Why do you think that? Just stating the facts. Like, literally. I'm sure there's been a lot of black females murdered in the UK from whenever to, to, to up to this date. And I cannot think, even I was saying to you the other day, I even went on Google to see mm. if I could find any high-profile high previous cases of mm. a black female. Yeah, well, I've got a case, actually. Oh, I don't know if you heard of her story. Her name is Blessing Olasagan. Oh, um, she was 21. She died last year, September, and she was in Bexhill. She was a carer. She was on a like a a year training from uni. Wow. I guess it was like a placement. Um, and she died on the seafront. She went for a walk about half twelve or one in the afternoon. And she even no in the night. And she was on the phone to her partner or she texted her partner at the time and her family to say, stay on the phone. And yeah, after that, no one heard from her. The next day she was found dead with her shoes and her phone next to her. And the police wasn't treating it as suspicious. A post-mortem came back and um, concluded that she drowned. But a lot of people have been campaigning against her case because people were like, Literally, you heard it for a couple of days and you never heard it again. And, like, it just seems so strange how well, she died she so weirdly. It, there wasn't enough media coverage, obviously, because I didn't hear about it. It's, but it's come back. It's come back now. It started to trend again. And people are really campaigning for the police to do a further mm-hmm. investigation of her case because mm-hmm. people want answers. You know, her, her mum is really advocating for... Because her family was like, well, she wasn't like distressed she loved life she wouldn't have this is not a suicide attempt so this is really weird so it's since this whole Mm -hmm. case with sarah blessings case has come back to the forefront and is actually Mm -hmm. making news again but i'm just saying it goes to show that i guess without the Mm -hmm. black community it would have just been another forgotten Mm -hmm. black female which is just, it's sad because it's just like, okay, maybe, well, we don't know if she was murdered, but whether she was or she wasn't, 
it's we should know what happened to her and it's I don't think it's fair that this female has only been spoken about for like 2.2 seconds and then her case files closed and no one hears of it again whereas you know this guy that's uh, allegedly killed Sarah how quickly they found him and you know so a vigil's been held for her and so much and it's just not I just say it feels so I mean I I I looked I accidentally came across like a you know a statistic table that kind of outlines like how many black people are killed by black people how many you know uh, female black women are killed by black males and blah 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 don't ask me for the results but it was there um <laughs> basically from what I could glimpse on it there was far less murders in regards to black males killing black females than they were against mm. white counterparts yeah now I look at it from the position this way anybody that is murdered they are supposed to have some form of high media coverage in order to try and catch the killer because we must know by now that it's not police work that actually gets that solves cases it's actually the public and their information that solves cases for them it boils down to somebody seeing that 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 you know that incident or was there at that that time they piece up together a timeline and then they come to their conclusion if there's someone there as an eyewitness that is pretty much flawless in regards to their life that they're a stand-up witness that makes the case right now i feel that us black people we're kind of written off as untrustworthy from get-go so it feels Mm. like what do you mean untrustworthy from what giving information cooperating i'm gonna say you know we kind of would have earned that on ourselves a little bit you understand because yeah. for, for years yeah. and we still do we have that mentality of yeah. we don't chat to the police for nothing we don't need to d- consult with them for nothing we don't need to um to you know bring them into our business do you understand so we have that natural distrust for them so they kind of write, written us off that you know why waste the the manpower on going to investigate and something because they're not going to talk to us do you know what I mean? They're not going to give us no evidence. No one's going to stand up. And if they we do get an eyewitness, you know, we're going to have to dig into their life first to make sure that they're a credible witness to win this case. You know what I mean? So I don't think the same amount of effort goes into solving cases that are predominantly, you know, done to black people and then further mm. to that black females. Do you know what I mean? It's because... We're just, I feel that we're just judged from get-go. And to some point, we have to ha- take some onus on our community for that, with having the mindsets that we've had for, you know, we inherited it. I passed on the same kind of mentality. Mm. You know, get involved yourself with the police. If you see anything, nobody say nothing. Do you understand me? Mind your business, right. you come like the tree monkey then. You know, see nothing, you know, hear nothing, you know, know nothing. Do you know what I mean? That way that you can't right. get dragged into shit. You know? But I mean, I guess that's a change that we we may need to, not may need, I think we do need to change because I feel like it's easier said than done, particularly when it's about other people. But when it happens to us, 
you know, I don't want to shed too much light onto, but, you know, we've lost mm. someone that's really close to us. And, you know, we, we want people to we talk. So we can't have that. Exactly. To have the, um, the support of the, of the police in trying to get you justice if you don't have faith that they're actually going to do that. And it's a vicious circle, really. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes with the best intentions in the world, you know, some good police officers want to literally get justice for you and they want to help you and they want, but their hands are tied because like I said, police, police work is mainly done by the public. Do you know what I mean? And if the public, especially the group of people, our community that are not willing to um, open up and say what they know or say what they say for fear and, and, and let's not get it twisted it's not kind of it's not a a unjustified feeling to to be uneasy about talking to because we know what our community can give as repercussions if you do that's what I was about to say. It's not actually just mm-hmm. communicating with the police. It's also communicating mm-hmm. within our community because even just having the courage to speak up, like you mm-hmm. said, there's potential repercussions mm-hmm. for it. And that ain't from the police. That's mm-hmm. from our own community. So it's kind of like right, we're down exactly. down we do and we're but down then it keeps we don't. Our, it keeps our, our race so stagnant. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, years ago, I used to have the mindset of, like, no, black people, black men, black men and black women should be in no police force and that. And they do, you know, when the, the police officer, you know, the bully beef and this, all kinds of, you know, negative, you know, mindsets because of our community. Mm. You know, now as an adult, I look at things and I think, well, how are we going to progress if we don't have black people and Asian people and Chinese people and all different kinds of people in the police force to represent us. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. How are we going exactly. to be able to exactly. be in the point or position of trusting the, and, and um, you know, putting our faith in the police force that we pay in order to, to you know, to serve us? Agreed. If we don't have Agreed. our own kind in it. Yeah. People that look like us. And I, I 100% agree. And I watched an interview a couple of months ago, actually, with ZZ Mills. And she had two police officers from the Met, black police officers on the show. Yeah. And I rated that. I rated that so much because I know it takes a lot of courage as a black person to speak out about being a police officer. And they said it straight in a nutshell. How are we supposed to grow as a community? And how is things supposed to change, particularly within the police force, if there right. ain't no one that looks like right. you? You can't relate. And aren't, wouldn't it be better to have people that look like you that can actually relate to you them. on the streets? They're, they're you know, and they were talking... in order, like what you said, you know, they're trying to represent us and be a voice for us. And then at the same time, they get some negative people from our own community say, oh, you're a pig lover. You know what I mean? You're a seller. Sell this and that. They're spitting on you. You know what I mean? This and that. All types of insults. And then they got to go back to the same police station when there's a lot of, you know, very race, racist people that they've got to work with. What a nightmare to be living in. You know? Yeah. Like, again, you're down you're doing it. And, and it's like, they are... I'm not saying there aren't amazing right, white exactly. officers out there, because there are. But I'm saying, wouldn't that help the cause of justice, of having people mm-hmm. that look mm-hmm. like us within the justice system? The more we have black officers, the more we have black, black mm-hmm. solicitors and lawyers and judges, the more we are... We have a better fighting chance of 
more freedom and a, 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 a fair, fair case at least playing ground it, it, what's it called Le- level ground yeah you know level I mean? playing so, ground yeah at least there will be some sort of equality and, and you balance you don't have to feel like you know what oh well it's because they're black because they got off or oh because oh, it's because they're black because they got sent down or oh, do you know what I mean because our, our community is used to that kind of mantra we're all we automatically right. go to the because we know it's a, a racism thing underneath. We know that. Not for everybody, mm. but I'm just saying that majority of the time when anything kind of negative happens, we look at it from it's because he's yeah. black because he got that much time. It's because it's black because she's black because she got that. I'm yeah. not gonna be a hypocrite. I yeah. have said that and I have done that. You know? You know? It's just how but I feel you live like in the time, but... Do you know what I mean? And the more knowledge that you take yeah. on and you and your eyes are open to current affairs and your, you know, the world around you and the world around you, you start to then really put in perspective. Because like I said, I probably, you probably inherited my mindset. But my mindset was a young mindset because obviously we've grown together as you being my firstborn, you know, I had the mentality of a teenager, which was, do you know what I mean? Mm. You don't get involved with the feds then at all. But I'm a grown woman now, and if someone wants to break into my house, I'm not going to. I'm calling. Them. I'm calling the feds. <laughs> I'm calling them once. I'm calling the police. I'm not ramping. You come here quick and in a hurry. Bring Alia. Bring Alia kit, yeah, <laughs> and dust down everything. I'm going to find this your buddy, you know. You understand me? If you don't find them quick, and I find Great. them, it's going to be a problem. I'm not even, I don't know why I said that, like I'm Columbo or Perry Mason, like I can find people, you know, that is not even that. <laughs> but I'm the same. No, but I guess that's an yeah. I, that's a mentality that we have had in the community. And I think that's another conversation in itself, but we end up policing our we community ourselves. We end up policing because nothing because the youth system don't have no respect for the elder community, yeah? So, uh, and, and if they... No, but when I say policing, I mean like people within our, we're more likely to deal with it within our oh, own hands right, right. rather than leaving like, it to, you know what, right? to the police. Like if something kicks off, before you call the feds, I don't even think, I'm going down there with my I don't even think that, that I mean, even personally, that um, 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 continues right now. The, the, the youth are so selfish, but they don't, they only move. Yeah, maybe not so now. They only move now to, to, to kill one another against what, when it comes down to money. And uh, and possessions and gyal. That is what the youths then pretty much bicker about, and the postcodes they're from. They're willing to take someone's life, but they ain't gonna be uh, getting up in arms and to go and fight nobody, go down to anybody else's ends to go and dust out somebody because they've murdered the local. So mm. yeah, I, I I feel that I mean we have to evolve as a people. We have to in unison as well together because I feel like I feel like. You know, these last couple of months, probably even so like this year or so, I've definitely had a conversation with so many people from our community. And I think individually we have such a great vision of life and what we want to do. But I think it's just a divide Mm -hmm. on coming together. Yeah, like it's still Mm -hmm. very much divided. So yeah, definitely more needs to be done. But I feel like this is a conversation for another episode. Uh, But before we wrap up, there's one last question that I wanted to ask and last week I was speaking to you know some of the cousins and that and they actually asked us some of uh the females they they asked us that like, what can they do in order to support 
women particularly more women around them particularly in connections with this um murder with sarah and i thought it was a very empowering conversation but i want to bring it back to us as women and ask the questions of what can we do in order to protect ourselves from situations like this and how do you feel that we can um what what men can do in order to protect us from situations like this i feel that there's not very much else the men can really do because to be honest we are responsible for our own lives all right forget about being you know a child a child is under the parents responsibility, responsibility. right so as adults as a woman yeah i feel to protect yourself you have to be you have to make better decisions on how you're going to be moving not in not in a in a paranoid kind of way in a mindful way that do you know what i mean i'm just gonna not instead of me walking through the park you know at seven o'clock and i know that you know seven o'clock gets really dark early or whatever i'm just gonna go the long way around also mm. take up some form of self-defense you don't have to be um you do not have to be yeah. a you know yeah, Jet yeah, Lee yeah. sister or, or or Bruce Lee mm. incarnate. You just need to know how to dust out a man, right, and be able to move swift, move quick. You know what I mean? You don't dust him out and then hang over him. You dust him out. You kick him in his nuts or whatever you've got to do to get out of that dangerous situation and be able to move like lightning. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. You got to be able to move and do enough damage that can give you that that leeway to, to get away. But I feel that we need to take that onus yeah. on ourselves to do that. Go and learn some form of self-defense. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, but yeah. And then three, I just feel that you, you just have to live. We, you know, what are you gonna do? The alternative, the alternative is to sit in the yard and don't go nowhere. And mm. that's pretty much how, you know, society's pretty much veering to that because we're on a lockdown, we're all becoming used to just being in the house now, you know? Um, the men, the men, you know, there's a hell of a lot of men in the world that have great respect and love for women. And I feel, I, I feel in myself, there's more of them than there are of the ones who want to cause women harm. And the women, the men who mm. um, that love and respect and um, want, want good for women you know they will look out for us in the times of need it will come automatic they don't have to yep. be mindful that oh what can we do just be there in the time of cry and me just be there mm. in it that's not rocket science over to you girl mm. um i definitely that was actually what one of the boys said actually in regards to self-defense i think it should be mandatory that women actually learn some sort of self-defense against themselves and others i think it's something that is paramount um i'm not straight i feel like just like you do pe it should be mandatory just how you learn sex education should be mandatory period and i feel like we should definitely be more advocates for that and hopefully we'll start to see more classes appear especially when we're allowed out i know that i'm definitely going to be signing up to one um because i think i can fight <laughs> when it comes down to it like, yeah when it comes yeah. down to it you're, it's about survival <laughs> isn't it 
kick in. Your natural instincts, your natural, but then yeah. at the same time, it's fight or flight, and a lot of people don't yeah. always fight. Some people freeze. So I feel like, you know, I feel like there needs to be a lot more education around things like this. I also feel like there should be a lot more female gatekeepers within the world. Um, you know, we're in such a male-dominated world that I feel like there needs to be more females in spaces like the police force. And, is the head of the police force um, right now the Met police woman? She is, but I'm saying generally, I feel like there needs to be more females as gatekeepers. There needs to be more support lines. I feel like um, I just had so many ideas just a minute ago and now they've oh. all bloody vanished. But um, And I also feel like women should feel empowered to speak up as well. And that was something that I always I, I spoke to the boys about. I feel like as women, we don't feel safe in order to speak out against like sexual assault, sexual harassment, all those things, because we just naturally feel like we're not going to be believed. And I feel like there should definitely be more, more females on the receiving end um, of who we can combine in with that information. Yeah, that's all I can think of right now. I did have more ideas, but yeah, I think... But we've got to be mindful, though, because there's some, there is some um, yell out that I'll tell you, you give them a couple skills, you don't need to go and... Um, <laughs> to go and fight people you understand they'll be kicking down their brothers in the, in, in, in the school right and it best not be none of my sons no, that's hey. why they, they do self-defense my son and my daughter self-defense as well so they can defend from that. it should be I think right. every, I think ultimately everybody should you know and I feel don't get me wrong I do feel like there's things that have also been implemented like rape alarms and you know um, there's this new uh, not new but it was trending that the are you home text and that's something that we've always kind of grown with like make sure you text me when you get to that destination you and dad would be like make sure you call me give me this address and stuff like that I think these are all things that are paramount you know now I've actually put within my phone who's an emergency contact so whoever if anything was to happen you would come up straight away on my phone to call you know I feel like those basic things we can do as women in order to protect ourselves and also your emergency contacts come up as well so yeah I've, I've done that last week what would you say is your find from this episode the find from this episode yeah is the fact that um regardless of police officers being police police officers they are human beings in that uniform so it don't really matter what precautions you really put somebody's heart is black and they they've got that kind of thought process to harm there isn't ultimately anything that anyone can do of it it will have to play out the way it was just written to play out so my my finding this is to i don't think it would have got the coverage and that Evidently, you came up with evidence that's the truth. Mm. What's your find? I think my find is self-awareness. From what I've taken from this discussion is that I feel like we as women need to do our due diligence in protecting ourselves the best that way we can and using wisdom. Like you mentioned, we have free will and we can pretty much, we have the freedoms to do what we need to do. But I think we need to be more self-aware and just maybe think just a little bit more in regards to our personal safety. But that's just my personal opinion. That's what I've taken away from this. And yeah, I definitely need mm-hmm. to go and sign up to some sort of self-defense yeah. class by the time we come out. Exactly. Too high up.
And then back side. I might be a black belt by next year. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, it's been real, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. A little bit of a yeah. dark one, but it was necessary to talk about. Yeah, I hope For you sure. have an amazing weekend. Happy when this episode comes out and we'll see you guys well we won't see you but we'll uh, connect with you guys next week peace out